Good morning, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Medic Mornings. I'm so fucking excited to get back into this episode because honestly, I haven't like published an episode since April and it's literally three months later, July. So I'm so excited to hop back into it. I know I have had like a bit of explanation I was like oh my god I'm going to wait until I start medical school again but honestly so much has happened since April and I have so much to fucking tell you so let's jump right into it and let's get started so the topic of today is my gap year trip which was five weeks long I'm going to delve right into it I'm going to talk about all the juicy details like I'm going to be answering a lot of your questions as well because I did a Q&A but I kind of found it frustrating that I couldn't really expand on it um, on story on my Instagram stories so I'm just going to be discussing a lot of that and yeah so basically my trip was five weeks long I did a trip to Paris, Amsterdam, Frankfurt, a bunch of places in Switzerland. And then we went to Milan, Rome, Venice, uh, Vienna, Florence, um, Innsbruck. Innsbruck was super pretty. And then we went to Split and Zagreb, I believe. And also we visited Lake Como in Italy. Um, And that's basically all of the places. It's all pretty much in western europe i believe we didn't visit like greece even though i really wanted to because that involved like ships and we wanted to make the most of our interrail pass as much as possible um so we took the interrail pass i bought a two-month pass because i was slightly over um but my friends who were like split up in between they they only bought the one month pass if you're planning an interrail trip next year if you're taking your gap year next year they always have discounts so we got the spring discount which was 20% off the usual pass I believe um, and that was only like 200 pounds for two months um, like 15 days so 15 travel days within two months so basically one travel day is any day that you take a train So you can take as many trains as you want in that one day. But then if it's over 24 hours, it'll count as another day. Um, So I selected the 15 days within two months option. So I can travel any day within those two months, but I can only travel for 15, like not consecutive, but like any 15 days within those two months. Um, Yeah, so I really had to like plan it all out to make sure I didn't overlap um I didn't like run out of days or anything I actually did end up running out of days and I had to buy a train ticket but one thing you have to bear in mind is that these passes don't include the seat reservations so you have to buy seat reservations I remember in the Eurostar the Eurostar's seat reservations are fucking like 30 pounds for one way like from London to Paris it was fucking 30 pounds and then when I came back from Brussels to London it was another like 30 pounds so it was kind of jarring but the tickets originally like on the Eurostar are like 70 to 150 like anywhere between so I found it a pretty good deal um we had like basically no mishaps with transport a lot of the time like we got on the train like two minutes before and that's one thing you will learn 
when you're taking like your gap year trip is that you will definitely definitely a lot of the time you'll get on like two minutes before because you're running after trains with this huge fucking like 20 kg backpack on you and it's actually insane I didn't even know I could run that fast but also I had like my friends next to me just like who are fucking athletes like running so obviously I don't want to be the slow one and like drag us behind and miss the train so yeah transport was great except for one time where our train got fucking cancelled and no one spoke English so we had to get we had to go from Austria to Split on a Flix bus that took like fucking four hours um and it like went through uh, Ljubljana I think I don't know like the country in between uh, Croatia and Austria but then we arrived at like 5 a.m and it was insane because we had to like spend we had to wake up at 12 p.m the next day and it was actually crazy because we like missed a whole day just because we had to like travel because that train like stopped so one thing about Europe trains is that they are very like inconsistent with their timetables I believe German trains are always late they're always like 10 minutes 20 minutes late um another thing about like trains is that sometimes there will be random like random road work in between so it's really important to go on the train website and check that there's no mishaps between because on the interrail app it sometimes doesn't tell you that there's like construction work going on so it's really important to check that beforehand I know I previously said on my Instagram stories that it's quite easy to hop on and hop off trains but a lot of the time if you're taking like a long distance train like five hours six hours it's really important to check beforehand and I think that's one thing we definitely learn um another question I had was how do you get the money for it and I I actually have a lot of comments on my Instagram posts going like oh like it's daddy's money like rich people this is only attainable for like people who are originally rich and have lots of money to spend and have lots of disposable income but honestly that's not the case I paid for the trip entirely by myself and I know that sounds like a very like privileged thing to say but I honestly took a part-time job and I already did another episode about what part-time jobs you can take I personally I've spoken about this a lot but I work for MedEntry I work on my Instagram so I do sometimes sponsorships I do a lot of like side hustle work so sometimes I will do stuff on TikTok I'll do stuff like UCAT training and I'll just help aspiring medical applicants like get get to their final goal because I've been there Um, and sometimes I work like ambassadorships I'll help with personal statements sometimes I'll sell my notes honestly it's been like such a journey for me the first six months of this gap year were definitely just hustling 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 Um, and I spent around 80 pounds per day I would like to believe and that includes transport accommodation um, spending I definitely didn't like buy many clothes on a trip because I would have to like carry that on my backpack and the backpack that I got was 65 liters I didn't I didn't think I would use all 65 liters I can't lie because when I saw the backpack I was like holy shit like I can fit so much shit in that 
and there's no way I'm going to be like stuffing it to the brim. But honestly, I did because I took three pairs of shoes <laughs> and then I took like so many like outfit changes and then I bought like one t-shirt in Milan, but that's about it. Um, it's really important to be aware of like what you're spending, um, your expenditure every day. So me and my friends, we used Monzo. We opened a split tab. So when someone pays for the bill, you can add it to the split tab and it'll automatically like split it into three, split it into two, whatever you want. Um, and that's really useful. I honestly advocate for Monzo so much. And I know it's such a relatively new app, but I use it for my savings account as well, as well as my current account. And I found it really useful um, for traveling. And I also use it like every day now. What else? Someone said, what advice do you have for someone that wants to take a gap year but isn't financially secure? Again, I want to reiterate that I stay with my parents. I live with my parents in my gap year. And I think this is probably like 99% of gap year students. A lot of the time when I go on Instagram and I see like people my age, like 19 years old, like living in France, like away from their parents. And I'm like, how do you afford that? But as a gap year student, you're not like you're not on any student loans you're not allowed to like take any loans out from the bank or anything because of your like low credit score or zero credit score so honestly staying at home um staying with my parents and honestly that kind of worked out as well yeah so i just said take a job um like work wherever like work the first six months of the year so the last six months can you can literally go crazy even though i'm like on, on pretty much the last two months of my gap year and I'm still working at the moment because I came back and I was like fuck I kind of have FOMO fear of missing out on making money because I'm like oh my god I spent all this money I spent nearly like three thousand four thousand pounds so I'm like okay I have to make that back before medical school starts um and I don't really like recommend this mindset. I think I'm just built to be like, oh my God, I spent all that money. So I have to like make it all back right now. So that's why I'm kind of like hustling at the moment, but we're moving soon. We're moving houses soon. So I don't think I'll have much time to work, but yeah, that's just what's going on right now. That's kind of the, what's it called? That's like the aftermath of like, going on straight holiday for five straight weeks and then I'm just coming back and I'm like oh fuck like I didn't do anything I felt so unproductive but also productive at the same time because I made all these memories I made like all these friends and I met so many people in hostels and that's another thing I want to talk about by the way <laughs> so I spent a lot of time in Airbnbs and while that is really great for just if I want to go home and I just want to relax and I don't want to talk to anyone I just want to like be with my friends and I just want to be in the Airbnb and sleep and it's very secure honestly like just being reassured that your stuff is safe in that Airbnb and I can just leave my passport in there um, sometimes hostels are so great like I spent like so much time I think like just talking to people at 12 a.m and then those friends that I made I went to like museums with I went on outings with we made plans together in that city and that was so great just like meeting other people and as a 
I wasn't going solo, so I couldn't say a solo traveler. But as someone who's like traveling with a few other friends, you get to really make other friends, like meet a lot of other solo travelers who don't really have anyone to go out with. So it's like once you meet them, you instantly click and you guys can just like make plans. Um, and it's crazy how how easily people can make friends in my everyday life. Even if I like see someone in my gym and I smile at them, um, there isn't that like need to talk. But in a hostel where everyone's so open and everyone's just like, oh my God, where are you from? Like, tell me about yourself. And it's just small talk at the end of the day. But getting some of their Instagrams, getting some of their socials, I don't really keep in touch that much anymore with them. But it was such a great experience to see other people who were maybe a bit older than me. I remember there was this one woman who was like 30 years old, 40 years old in our hostel. And she was like, um, she was kind of like reinventing herself and finding herself. And she was like, oh, I'm moving from Canada to Australia. And I was like, what the fuck? But <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Um, we met so many other like people from other cultures but everyone was really inviting everyone spoke amazing english in our hostels um and honestly europeans are generally so like inviting i've found so many like-minded people in hostels and i really recommend that and also there was one hostel in um venice and we spent like 13 pounds per night per person 13 pounds per night per person it was it was regardless it was just like a bed the bathroom was like a communal bathroom but other than that that was great like <laughs> there is no excuse for me to be like oh traveling is so fucking expensive like it's 13 pounds per night that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> and a lot of the time we cooked food as well um but honestly in italy and like other places definitely not switzerland but in a lot of places in europe like eating out is quite cheap i remember like a bowl of pasta was like 12 euros and that was that was like within my budget since my budget was around like 100 pounds per day so i was like okay working out the math i can probably afford to spend like 10 to 12 pounds on a bowl of pasta for dinner and it was amazing by the way but i didn't we actually ended up cooking less than we anticipated but we did still cook in places like switzerland we cooked in paris i believe and those were probably the only two places oh and amsterdam because amsterdam has um like these supermarkets with loads of like pre-cooked foods so we made like ravioli we made like sausages at home and yeah that's a perk of staying in airbnbs mm, someone asked me how how do you start organizing this trip so i actually started organizing it by using like a spreadsheet so i put down you can i don't know how to explain it but you can format the cells um in the excel spreadsheet to be like oh the sum of this and the sum of that and then this times this whatever i don't know what that is <laughs> i think it's function not sure but the start of it was when i started um I bought my interwell pass first, first things first. And then I started booking the hotels because hotels are like the earlier, the earlier you book, the cheaper it is. But you definitely need to get the 
like refundable option like you can refund until like the day before because a lot of the time I like literally rearranged everything (laughs) I booked it about a month in advance and then a lot of the hotels I ended up like finding a better deal or a nicer room or something and then I would like switch it over and the bank statements were probably like every day was just like plus 100 minus 100 plus 100 minus 100 on my bank statement because I was taking so much money out but I was but it was coming back at the same time um, because I was just searching on booking.com for the best deals and yeah that's also one of my advice is just go on booking.com on your mobile app because there are a lot of like mobile only deals um and booking.com is this is not sponsored by the way but I just use booking.com and it was so great because once you get to like two bookings you get to save 10 percent on a lot of hotels so that's what I used as well I used Agoda as well but that was kind of sketchy um I remember like we went to this hotel and it turned out it was like a fucking nunnery (laughs) I just like walked in and there was like uh there was no staff it was just um it was like a sis (laughs) a sister a sister um I don't know how to say it but it was just it was just very confusing because the place didn't really match the website but I was like are we in the right place but yeah um a lot of the time I was like I should have spent a bit more money and got a better hotel but that's that's what that's what happens when you're on a budget (laughs) so one of my top tips for interrailing is making sure that you only bring what you need so only bring what you need I brought my laptop and I used it maximum two times in my entire five-week trip and laptops are so heavy including the charger and I brought like my fucking adapter for my camera which I never used I never used my adapter I never used I like didn't even charge it that much and and that was also a part of my like travel insurance also by the way you have to get travel insurance even though even though I will say travel insurance is so jarring to get money back basically travel insurance like it says includes like late trains or delayed trains or missed trains or something so I had one train that was literally stopped in the middle of nowhere and went like oh you have to take a bus now but we missed that bus so we had to buy a Flix bus but then I tried to like um claim that money back from fucking travel insurance and they said like it's not valid if you didn't ask the train company first but then the train company is it's just a whole hassle and they have to get like so much evidence so by the end of the trip you're just like I can't be bothered it's it's like 25 50 pounds so it's honestly not worth it unless you're bringing like a lot of expensive equipment I brought my laptop but it was maximum like what 100 200 pounds so I would say that it wasn't worth it to bring my laptop as well as my adapter my equipment all my like camera stuff (laughs) but yeah that's it I think um also interrailing is a lot easier than I thought it would be I thought it would be like so difficult and also what they say about backpacking is true you will want to use a backpack on every other trip that you go on 
because I have converted. I used to be like a suitcase girly because I was like, oh my God, suitcases, you can like roll them everywhere. You don't have to like lift them up and shit. And it's so jarring. Like, why would you want to like weigh yourself down by 20 kg by like holding this 65 liter backpack everywhere you go? But honestly, honestly, in Europe, they have these like cobblestone floors and all you can hear is people with dragging their suitcase going like and i was like what the fuck what the fuck that would actually jar me out so much so i have converted into a backpacking girl backpacking girly and even in london when i was like dropping my backpack down and i was just sitting in the middle of saint pancreas i literally met so many cool people and this guy was there he was just like vibing to his own music he offered me his portable charger when i didn't have one i I ran out of juice on my one and there was also another backpacker there and there was another six former who looked like he was in like the middle of dv or something and honestly i also talked to a lot of people when flicks bus got like delayed on in london um in the london victoria station so everyone was just like complaining and i met so many like cool french people and honestly that made me think like you don't need to travel so far in europe to make friends honestly i was traveling solo by the end of the trip coming back to london and as a solo traveler you get to talk to so many people imagine you're with your family right and it would probably be a bit weird to talk to other people while your family is still there um, because I feel like my Asian parents would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you talking to strangers? <laughs> but talking to people while my bus was late, I was like, wow, like there are so many p- cool people in this world and those cool people are like all like alone and everyone's just up for some good conversation and that's what I really learned from this gap year trip is that you don't need to travel far to find great people and have a great time like it's not the environment it's just you and you can all you have to do is start a conversation with someone like oh like can you imagine flix buses being so late or oh my gosh do you have a charger that I can borrow um And honestly, most people are also like looking for new friends and new people to talk to, but they're just not comfortable like starting a conversation. So a lot of the time it's just me starting it and then the conversation just flows and then we just feel each other's vibes and then it just turns into this like beautiful friendship. So yeah, I'm definitely like pulling shit out of my ass right now. But that's just one thing that I learned from my gap year is that loads of people are really cool people and loads of people are like really do want to get to know you it's just that you being proactive helps speeding up the process and we just get to talk to each other and vibe with each other so yeah that's my thought of the day and also my gap year biggest lesson that I've learned so far okay someone said did you travel alone taking a gap year next year and i want to travel but have no one to go with okay so on instagram this this funny thing happened where this girl dm'd me and she was like oh my god like who uh who wrote that um who wrote that question because i'm also traveling solo and i want to go with someone so i hope those two girls who were saying they're traveling solo um i gave them their username and i hope they're sorting something out together or maybe they're like 
maybe they just found someone else to go with but honestly the beauty of solo traveling is that even though I'm not fully comfortable with it yet like I'm even scared to like go out um in Manchester alone at 12 (laughs) a.m but I really love that solo traveling it's so much easier to spark conversations with up with people and in hostels a lot of the time first day people will meet other solo travelers and then they will go sightsee together and they will go like make memories together and that's the beauty of it is that someone you don't know a complete stranger someone you've never talked to you can just talk to them for three minutes and then go and explore the city together and that's so beautiful a lot of the time there's too much history with people in your hometown and people like you've already been friends with for hundreds of years not hundreds of years like tens of years and it's so nice to just start afresh and this complete stranger and starting getting to know someone for the first time and learning everything there is to know about them and honestly the deepest bonds are with some strangers that know nothing about you I mean like just spilling all your secrets so I really love that and (laughs) that's something that I really cherished in my time not as a solo traveler but just being able to converse with people and getting that spark between knowing people who wouldn't usually spill stuff about themselves to their friends but they spill it to a complete random stranger because there's that unspoken trust in that you don't care enough about their life to spill the beans to someone they know there's that comfort in knowing that you don't have any mutual friends so you can tell them whatever you want someone asked me favorite city i visited i said i think innsbruck and switzerland i believe innsbruck so fucking beautiful innsbruck is like i would go again because it's a ski resort city i cannot say enough good things about it honestly it's like a mini switzerland there are so many fucking like snow mountains even in the mid of like may it was so beautiful like the sky is so blue and we just got free like okay so we got this like free um guest pass everyone that stays in innsbruck for more than three days gets this and we got to cycle around innsbruck for free and it was so freaking beautiful like just cycling around in a city that you've never explored before and cycling is like so much more efficient and way quicker than walking and innsbruck like austria as a whole is so well developed for cyclists like cyclist lanes are like very what's it called like outspread like they're the same they have the same priority as cars and i just find that so beautiful that they're moving towards an eco-friendly route and it's kind of the same in the uk but i think innsbruck is so much better in that their views are so much better the ikea was so good (laughs) the ikea had like no one in it um they also have free lockers in ikea so you can like put your bag down and you can the locker is free like you can just leave your shit in there and like get the key and then come back and it's free i was like what the fuck like in uk that would be like one pound (laughs) non-refundable non-refundable yeah but like it was it was free in innsbruck and i was like what the fuck like that's fucking crazy what else um i found switzerland really beautiful but it was very pricey so we had to buy a lot of 
um stuff but honestly the imported stuff was the most expensive in supermarkets but the prices of the domestic goods were pretty much almost the same as the uk if not a bit more expensive switzerland eating out is very expensive but if you if you cook your own food we had like burgers for three days straight (laughs) but they were so good Mm, what else which city has the best food i would say italy because pasta obviously speaking of which i am a pasta person so like if you wanna you can dm me and argue about why pizza is better than pasta or pasta is better than pizza i don't know which one but i love pasta so much i got this tagliatelle is that how you say tagliatelle someone please correct me if i'm wrong tagliatelle oh my god that's so embarrassing no no tagliatelle and i had like mushroom in it and mushroom and uh what's that fungus called that like really expensive like black fungus uh it's not caviar truffle okay it had truffle in it a truffle mushroom truffle oil and taglet but pasta okay and it was amazing and it was like 13 pounds and i was like "Mm." okay um i really want to go back to that restaurant it's called naviglio 48 naviglio 48 and on the canal of milan like there's this one canal that's like navigli grande that's so american the way i said it was so american anyways navigli grande and like there's just a bunch of restaurants and there's like people outside trying to like get you to come into their restaurant but honestly i that's like such a turn off for me i just go to the restaurants that are like no promotion going on outside and i just walk in because that's so much like the food speaks for itself you know what i mean and last question last question is will you travel more around europe yes a hundred percent i feel like if you live in the uk it's kind of a given that you have to travel europe at one point because i swear on my gap year trip i wanted to go to south africa i want to go to cape town to do that like volunteering shit but i've spoken about this before like volunteering in another country is kind of a gray area and kind of a like red flag for me personally because i've spoken about um voluntourism which is when a lot of volunteering company air quotes volunteering companies are actually like scamming these gap year students because they're trying to offer you a experience that will make you feel better about yourself but in fact they're being really shit people to the orphans and the animals and it's best to volunteer in your own country or if you do like gap like what's it called camp america yeah camp america i think is accredited but if you do any like third world country volunteering the problem is that a lot of gap year students are like unqualified at all and you're not like helping them teach english or something a lot of the time it's just the companies forcing the kids to look starved and to look like impoverished so they just rub dirt on them and they like don't let them eat and often the gap year students eat separately with the impoverished children air quotes and a lot of the time it's really harmful for the orphaned children and the children in third world countries because 
they have gap year students coming in every two weeks and forming this emotional bond with the students and then the students leave and then the next wave of students come in and they kind of are conflicted with themselves on what is actually real relationships and what is not so a lot of the time this children just um this will affect them long term so that's something that I really wanted to emphasize in my gap year trip was that I don't support volunteerism or any kind of gap year overseas volunteering if that's the case um, if you do decide to go volunteering overseas make sure that it's accredited make sure you read around a lot um, about the company and about the organization a lot of the time it's for profit and a lot of behind the scenes happens that you don't know about so I really recommend you to look up on YouTube um, there I think there's a YouTube video on volunteerism there was like a masked guy talking about how he felt when he saw the orphan children being like treated horribly for the first time and yeah that's why I feel about gap year volunteering but will I travel more around Europe yes I really want to go to Greece um that was a really big thing for me I think that I really enjoyed Split because there were so many like beaches but I definitely want to go to Greece because there are so many there is a beach that's made completely of rock and you can just like jump off it um and we did I did do a lot of cliff diving and I found that really thrilling and adrenaline rushing and I really want to experience that again so I will definitely be visiting Greece and I will also be visiting Innsbruck again because it was just such an amazing experience and I want to go there snowboarding because I've been snowboarding twice in my life but I really want to experience how it's like snowboarding in Austria um, which is quite an uncommon place to snowboard I think because a lot of the times it's in the Alps and like France Switzerland but I think Austria would be a really good place to unconventionally go snowboarding I, I went snowboarding in Iceland I know no one goes fucking snowboarding in Iceland but I went there because there were a lot less crowds and I also went snowboarding in like Scotland one time so I think it's to avoid the crowds, I would probably go Innsbruck again, and that would be really exciting. And that is it for today. Oh my god, I had so much fun to get that off my chest and kind of explain what I did throughout the gap year. I don't know if I explained it well, but I definitely had so much fun explaining it and like discussing it and discussing the pros and cons and what I would do again if I did this gap year trip again. And yeah, I hope you found it useful. I don't think it was actually that useful. Maybe it was, maybe it was. But just talking to myself, I kind of feel like a deranged lunatic just enjoying talking to myself. But yeah, I'm so ready to get back into this podcasting. Probably not for another while because I will be moving. Um, I'm moving to like two blocks down the street. <laughs> but yeah, I will be discussing a bit more about like uni life and how I feel living at home while still having that social life in medical school. And yeah, if there's anything you want me to talk about in my next episode, make sure to DM me on Instagram at medicmornings or at medbyfeo and I will be sure to check that out. And yeah, thank you so much guys for tuning in today and I hope you have a good one. Bye-bye.